Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. I'm here tonight with Philip Dassing. What's up? We've got Kyle Wagner in the house tonight. Hey, guys. K-Wags. Che uh, Wagner, also known as. Um, and we've also got uh, fucking Alex Miller is back. Yo, how's it going, guys? Yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for coming back, man. Like, uh, we, we missed you so bad. Oh, dude. I missed you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's righteous to have you here, dude. So, uh, number one for this week, I guess there's there's a war on straws in uh, California. And what is it? In, in San Francisco, they've been banned. I'm hearing different things. I'm hearing like a straw, like a straw ban. I'm also hearing um, places are allowed to give them out, but only if somebody asks for it. And if somebody doesn't ask for the straw and they're given a straw, the restaurant could get like a $1,000 fine. And... For instance, if they pass out six straws to a table of six, they they get a six thousand dollar fine. That's some of what what, what I'm hearing. I don't know. So, uh, what, you, you guys hearing anything about that? Uh, one response I've heard is the disabled folks will suffer the most. Um, you know, there are some folks who uh, require straws to drink safely, or so anyway, and. So that that was the, I don't know, the biggest legitimate upsetting thing about it that uh, that I saw. I mean, in general, this kind of legislation, regulation, um, I, I don't think is the appropriate way to go. Like, I get when you see the headlines of the the trash islands in the ocean that are like the size of Texas or whatever. Like, yeah, that's legitimately disturbing. I get the desire to want to do something. I guess what I don't get about you know, measures like this that ban straws, it's like, how are folks who are not contributing to the, you know, the the trash islands in the ocean, how are they not responsible? Like, why is that not the case? Like, we should be able to have a straw or whatever, and then dispose of it, as long, and as long as it's disposed of properly, like, that should be the case. So why is the focus on straws and restaurants versus people who are polluting, like, that was the first question I had when I saw that headline, and I don't have an answer. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I I had heard a couple different things, and it's all rumor, you know, it's the internet. But I had heard that it was like based off some kid's project that said like Americans use 500 million straws a day or something like that, which to me seemed really high because that's more than one straw per person per day. Um, but uh, have you ever seen anything on that trash island? Like I watched the Vice. It's not really an island. I watched the Vice documentary about it. It's like. There's these particles of plastic sort of just floating in the water over, like, miles and miles of water in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And Vice sent um, a crew out there, and it's like you scoop up a cup of this water, and you look at the cup, and you see all these particles just floating in the cup. So, like, it's not like you go out there and you just see this big circle of styrofoam cups just floating there. It's not like that. It's like particles. Um, anyhow, yeah, I think this, this policy is, uh, probably misguided. I don't know why. I don't know how the straws are getting into the ocean. I don't even know if it's necessarily U.S. pollution because a lot of countries border the Pacific Ocean. China does. I mean, but, this, but this, Kyle, it's like 500 million straws, right? Uh, according to nothing. Like, I don't know if that's <laughs> even true. I mean, how many straws do you use like in a day? I, Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know what though? Like, uh, there was there was one time in in recent years. Sometimes the years are all a blur, really. But there was one time in recent years when I would go out and I'm talking with some some friends, and I had a friend who pointed out to me like he always likes to use a straw because apparently when you're at restaurants and shit, you can catch herpes off glasses from people. Well, yeah. you know, I'm using, like the other day, I used a plastic cup, and I'm like, thinking, Kyle, boy, I'm Kyle, glad I saved the, the straw. Kyle, how did you get herpes anyways? I don't have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, they have these, like, paper straws now, and apparently, like, it, it lasts a couple minutes, and then it's pretty much soggy in the middle of your meal. But Starbucks... That sounds horrible. Starbucks by, I think, 2019 is supposed to be, or 2020 is supposed to be all, uh, is supposed to go strawless. That's what I heard. Yeah, but, but when... I heard that too, and then the person who is examining like the replacement, the the, the lid that's going to replace it, 
has more plastic yeah. than the yeah. straw did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like a, is like, it a sippy cup? So, yeah, kind of, yeah. It's like a sippy okay, cup. Well, the, 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 my question would be, does the plastic on the straw... So it, it's not about like the shape of the straw. It's just about the plastic being used. Because I'm just thinking about like... 20 ounce sodas you know we, right we, we sell a lot of those there's a, a i would think a ton more plastic in a 20 ounce soda bottle than there would be in a straw correct right yeah so w- why don't we go back to like glass soda bottles right you know because yeah i mean it, talking about like the form of the plastic i mean one of the um i, I don't uh, typical... I, honestly i don't like drinking out of plastic anyways i'm kind of like spooked out by plastic it, like you <laughs> think it's like leaching chemicals and uh, yeah p- potentially you know <laughs> i feel like you know might. we might find that out years down the road mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm like i'm skeptical about a few things like that you know i'm like uh microwaves you know maybe, maybe they're ad- admitting some like dangerous shit i mean you probably don't want to stand right in front of it you know right. maybe you don't want to cook your food with it i don't know you know but uh, yeah, like but with plastic, you know, personally, I, I feel better drinking out of glass. Well, I know my dentist always said that straws are best because it'll damage your teeth less. I heard that oh, same thing too. Yeah, I I, t- <laughs> I I can see that. That's a good argument. You have the ice. The ice comes up, hits your teeth. I don't know, but the whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, it's like <laughs> it. You know, these people they get like one issue in their crawl, and then all of a sudden, this is the whole country is on this whole is on the straws. And here we're talking about it. Everybody's talking about straws. So it must be a slow news week if straws are the biggest thing, the biggest problem we have to worry about. You know. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a manufactured crisis, right? I well, mean, it's not. This well, is I mean, not completely. something that two weeks ago anybody was thinking I about. Mean, well, this could hurt some people worse than others. Like, what if like uh, what if this makes it harder for Mike Shipley to go sh- shrimping when he, he visits San Francisco? <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't remember what shrimping it, is. Is shrimping I, a I, euphemism I, for yeah. something? Or yeah. you can't remember what what shrimping is? Dude, look it up on your phone. It'll be so funny. I don't want to look yeah, it up. I, don't <laughs> I remember it's something gross. That's all I remember. <laughs> it's gonna be on my search history. Um, anyway, but yeah, it, it's kind of like a progressive kind of mentality, right? Like, there's a problem, so we're going to impose a nationwide ban, whether it's on guns or straws or whatever it is. But it's a nationwide ban, and that's the only way that we can solve this supposed problem. And that, that's what they do. And there's going to be consequences to it, you know. Um, that what's the alternative going to be, like? Uh, did you find it? I you know, yeah. how many people are going to... Okay, so l- l- let's hear what shrimping is. I mean, there's people making straws that are like... Okay, let's hear. Let's yeah, hear, this let's is hear more, about more, shrimping. This is more important. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the important things, all right? According to Urban Dictionary, deep sea shrimping is a gloriously pointless and awesomely gross sexual move, see Houdini, in which the man, upon Houdini. ejaculating onto the back of his partner, takes a straw and slurps it all up. Uh, I'm just saying, that might make it hard for um, Shipley to go shrimping... Upon visiting wow. San Francisco, is that the same thing? Wow. As regular I mean, wouldn't shrimping, that the deep sea? Do you think that that could, that could kind of? Uh, he could bring his own metal straw. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying this could kind of this could kind of queer up the plans. Wow, <laughs> this, I mean, I'm just saying it, 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 <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> I went to the. Um, hey, you know, Matt, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> As, speaking of shrimp, uh, I went. <laughs> I went to the uh, the Maryland Maritime Museum in uh, St. Michael's last weekend, and um, they have a big oyster exhibit because Maryland, we have the Chesapeake Bay, and like crabbing and oysters and fishing have historically been very big industries in our state, and they had this entire exhibit um, basically dedicated to the the um, progression of the oyster industry, the history of it, uh, how it used to be done, the new methods that people developed. And it was really fascinating to see. And they also had a lot of like kind of, I I don't want to call it propaganda, but like the exhibit definitely had a save the oysters kind of agenda. Like this is your (laughs) fault that they're not doing well because you sprayed your bushes with pesticides and they run off into the bay and killed all the oysters or what have you. But I think what it really is, is um, it's a public... public property issue a tragedy of the commons right you know we've overfished the bay and uh we fished out all these oysters and they were showing the way that they do it like it was they would get more oysters the deeper they could scoop into the sand and as they've they've scooped all out the bottom of the bay and it's kind of like 
hollowed it out or smoothed it out and the oysters used to really grow well in the in, in the ruts where they were protected from the, the passing currents and stuff like that and now it's smoother along the bottom and they're not growing nearly as large as they used to um so one guy proposed this like land leasing thing right so they would like it was like okay we're gonna lease a piece of the bottom of the bay just like you would lease a or like land physically like land above water mm-hmm. and then that way you you get the benefit of the property rights where somebody's actually caring for that piece of uh space and so they call it like oyster, what do they call it aquaculture like I, instead of agriculture yeah, it's called I, aquaculture yeah. they're still doing it and they or they actually did implement it in some areas and i think uh it's not as it, like there are some areas of the chesapeake bay now that have the are privately leased to oyster farmers and they're not surprisingly doing much better than the public areas which are pretty pretty well scooped out so and uh we're, we're now getting our crabs we're importing them from um like louisiana and north carolina like we get our crabs here in maryland which is supposed to be like the home of blue crabs yeah but i mean we, we have to import our crabs i worked crazy at a seafood place for like seven years yeah and we were getting crabs from those places then even yeah well, it's not a brand I mean, new thing. It's been yeah, going that was for like, a while. Yeah, that was a dozen years ago, you know, yeah. or, you know, 15 years ago. And, uh, yeah, so we were getting these crabs from these, these places, too, because I, I guess there's there's a a huge seafood appetite in Maryland, and sometimes you couldn't get them all from Maryland. So, you know, when you had a store, sometimes you were getting Texas crabs, too. Yeah. You know, North Carolina. Well, the, the other thing is, as the market has grown, like, now, it, once it becomes, okay, it's not just a local favorite, but it's something that we're packaging and shipping all over the world, um, you know, you have to account for that. That's definitely going to clean out your crab population. Whereas maybe in the past, it was more just a local favorite, and they didn't have the shipping, they didn't have the global market that we have today, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it was a very interesting uh, exhibit. Word. Yeah, when I think of the straws or just pollution in general, I mean, personally, uh, I'm fine if someone can show me how a beha- a behavior that I that I have is causing a negative externality either on someone else's property or just the in- environment, like um, a measurable effect. I'm happy to cut back. I just I still don't get, and I'm gonna freaking look it up now because uh, I'm more curious. Like, why I still don't understand why straws. Where? How does your straw get into the Pacific Ocean? That's what I would like to know. Like, I mean, t- tip- I can understand if somebody throws their their um, cup out yeah, the I mean, window like, of their car and yeah. then it goes onto the side of the road in the gutter. It washes down into the river. It washes out to the bay and it washes out to the ocean. I could see that. But like, if you throw your cup and your straw into a trash can or a recycling can, doesn't it go into the landfill or to the recycling center? Like how is this? How is this a pollution issue if it's being processed properly? Yeah. Well, ex- exactly. Well, may- maybe I'm just I'm just speculating here. Okay, I'm just going to jump to some con- some uh, conclusions. But uh, you know, when you do recycling at your house, you know, I mean, or in anybody's house, really. Like I, I would think that you know you're normally recycling bottles, cans. Now you've got a paper cup with a straw in it. You might be more inclined to like forget and just throw everything into the trash. No? Yeah, or it's a small thing, so you're not thinking about it. So you throw exactly. It. Like, do they? Yeah, even, I don't even know if they recycle straws. I don't use straws at my house. Like, I'll use them at restaurants, but I don't use them at my house. So just get a glass of water yeah, or whatever. But even if that's either. the case, don't doesn't? It, I mean, it should just go straight to a landfill, right? Yeah. Like, so what? I mean, <laughs> even if you put it in your trash, what? How does that still getting into the ocean? We would have to ask these people that are like behind the anti-straw movement. You know they're so proud of themselves too. Like <laughs> making the world a better place yeah. one straw at a time. Banning one straw the, at a time. The city is completely like garbage right now. San Francisco. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. Too. They have like the people defecating in the streets and everything like that and then they're worried about the straws, you know, like <laughs> like their priorities are so screwed up, you know. It's made for a bunch of good memes, like you were saying. I've heard they've had like the, this huge homeless problem, you know. Oh and, yeah, and, but, yeah. But it's like, what's San Francisco worried about? Like, we gotta ban these straws, you know. Classic. <laughs> it's that's it. I I don't know. Some people may live in California. Some listeners. I I look at it. I, I look at it from here, from Maryland, and I'm just like, man, that looks really crazy. And like, we're not exactly known. Maryland's not known as the land of the free, exactly, but. I look at places like California and New York, and I'm just like, man, that's bad. <laughs> Word. 
So uh, number two for tonight, you know, we've got uh, we've got more more shitly going on in the punk rock libertarians group. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Do the listeners know the backstory? Do they know who he is? Um, I, we talked about it last week, but it, okay. you could explain for for the new people, Kyle. Yeah, I'd be happy to explain. Uh, so, uh, Mike Shipley is a member of the. Um, well, we're getting angry, angry reacts. <laughs> Mike, Mike's a member of the. Uh, I think the Audacious Caucus or the Lib Lib Sock Caucus, Libertarian Socialist Caucus of the LP, Same thing. with yeah. uh, this guy named Matt Kunal, who ran for um, LP chair, and he is he's a character. You know, he has a lot of personality. He has like a um, colored mohawk, and he, he's definitely a very left leaning guy. And um, you know, one of Matt's um, favorite things is some off color humor. You know, he does uh, jokes that are they would upset some people. They're a little offensive. They're a little edgy. But I, you know, I don't find them offensive personally. But you know, some people on the left are extremely sensitive to this kind of stuff. And I guess um, it's just out of nowhere, Mike uh, decided that um, Matt was his target, and so he started going after Matt. He said he's a, a poser. He's not really punk, and he needs to police his group better and and not post the kind of um, politically incorrect humor that he posts. So he's it, it, they've just gone back and forth. It's been a lot of drama in the group, and some people want Shipley banned, and um, it, it's been entertaining from my perspective to watch. But he represents like a bigger movement. He he represents a big part of the left, which is like very focused on being anti-racist, you know. And they are they are on the war path. It's almost like a witch hunt against racism. And they, it, I can understand like if somebody is like racist, openly uh, a member of a white supremacist or white nationalist group, uh, like a Chris Cantwell. But like they go after people that just. Uh, are just kind of like not doing enough, I guess, in their perspective to combat racism. Kyle, define poser. <laughs> uh, it's like a fake, a phony. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems like like people who use that word are always like usually pretty ridiculous. I I don't know what the authority on who is punk and who is not punk. I personally am not punk. I don't no, know if no. I was just joking around. That's why I asked you to define poser. Right, but, but I, I don't know if Mike is. I don't know if Mike Shipley is punk. Uh, I assume you're punk because I think you you're really into punk music. Yeah, I, I and, love punk rock. You know, yeah. that, that's like I, I own an ungodly amount of records, and right. about ninety percent of them are punk rock. And you run. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not challenging your punk credentials. No, and I'm not. Know? I'm not worried about anybody cha- challenging my punk credentials. Not to mention, some asshole lives like halfway across the country who I've never met before. He's you campaigning know. for Sarwar. He was triggered by uh, uh, some pictures that I posted that brought a lot of people joy. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, I just thought like he was kind of ridiculous. Like on my pictures, did you see that one post where he was, where somebody was like, uh, Matt never posted anything uh, offensive or something, and then Shipley was like, nah, uh and he goes back and he like literally takes like the last forty memes that I posted, yeah. and explained how each one is like ableist, sexist, oh, racist, homophobic, uh, blah yeah. blah blah. You aren't and, missing much. Well, that's the thing about offense. <clears throat> o- o- offense is subjective, right? So like, what's offensive to me may not be offensive to someone else. So it's it's a personal well, I mean, it's I, a personal thing. I mean, I, I think you can decide whether or not to take offense. And I also feel like with libertarianism, like the the the, the general idea behind behind libertarianism is uh, you know empowering the smallest minority, which is the individual, which covers everybody. And then when you bring identity politics in, it really just cheapens that. It you becomes know? a it becomes a group thing. Is that what yeah, you're like? I, I hate the idea of uh, like I, what I love about libertarianism is you know it just empowers everybody at the same time. That is the goal. You know, it, it's like uh, but then with people like Shipley, it's they just want to fight for the rights of this group or the rights of this group, and then it's like you know it's whereas like with libertarianism, it's just like you know get it all done at once. 
Yeah, I, th- I agree with you on the individualism thing. I mean, it, it definitely it, it seems like the most. This like, is the most fair. Like the racists will say, okay, just because this group has a similar skin color, and and they'll say, okay, whites or blacks or Hispanics or whatever, and like it's amazing to me because whites never used to be that was never the dividing line. The like, Europeans used to like kill each other over nationalities and ethnicities and stuff like this, and all these little and religious differences. Like they never. <laughs> I think that, there's there's twenty seven technically races of white people okay. i think there's actually 27 i mean you think about the croats poles czechs yeah. slavs they're all technically and considered races. years ago some of them used to be considered black like i know thaddeus russell talks about that a lot like jews um italians irish yeah yes. 100 years ago they weren't considered white right so the definition yeah. of who is they weren't anglo-saxons once once you kind of get in that little like, like middle ground where it's like you're kind of tan you know it's like i don't know what this guy is i don't know if he's allowed to be white or not i mean it, it's crazy the way the way yeah. the that the lines have been redrawn to our today and that, that that has no bearing on the historical conflicts that used to exist, you know, between like the Protestants and the Catholics or what have you. So, so you and I were talking about this on on, on the porch like uh, before the podcast because you were the first person that got here, Kyle. And we were, you know, you were saying, you know, you you run your group uh, Kyloosphere, and and you try <laughs> That's to not my group. Oh no, I'm sorry, anarchy versus minarchism yeah. debate group. Yeah. So yeah, that one. And uh, and Kylosphere as well, and then uh, you, <laughs> and and you try to treat, and you try to not police too much. Yeah, I run very very lazy fair. I just it uh, sounds like your groups are total anarchy, Kyle. You fucking animal. Yeah, and they're taking over they're, the commies. They are moderated, and and having a, an administrator and moderators does definitely make a difference. Like people restrain themselves a little bit, and and people think, oh, your group is so crazy. Like the stuff that actually gets deleted and the people that actually get blocked. If people saw that, they would be like, oh, okay, there is a line. <laughs> right. It's just they, way okay. out there, but like there is a I, line. I'm you know? right there. I'm actually right there with you on this. You know, yeah. and. And I'm sorry to some people like, no, I'm just, no, I'm right there with you on this though. Like I'm not trying to like totally police the group, but you know, like earlier on on, on the group, like I saw somebody posted a picture, right? And I don't know, I guess this is where I become SJW. So somebody posted a picture and it said, um, like how to get black girls. And it was a picture of a ship that was obviously like an old time ship that was probably, um, carrying slaves. Yeah, that's and then uh, like above that they posted some they said something like I'm leaving this group you guys aren't punk and it's like what advocating slavery is punk so at any rate I don't know if he left the group or I banned him first but you know I deleted that photo and and banned him so right. you know he couldn't join back and he, he couldn't see anything and this is a person that I've uh, you know I don't know personally I've I've seen him post in the group some and like I was I was kind of thinking to myself uh, when that happened it's like. You know, as as much as, uh, of an asshole that Shitley is, it's like you know, if he brought this cockroach out of the woodwork, you know, <laughs> maybe it's all worth it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's two ways. Well, when this was happening, and I I did see it, and I I, I paid attention a little bit. Um, and I guess there's like two ways that I could think about it. One, um, are Shipley's goals sympathetic? Um, which I absolutely think they are, and two was his behavior. Um, um, I don't. Correct's not the right Asinine? word. Asinine. Um, sure. <laughs> Ultimately, I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think he. I don't think it was appropriate. Like the the way that he. Most of the examples he posted, I thought most of them were reaching. Like I looked at some of the <laughs> stuff he posted, and I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Matt. A, a lot of things that posted. Particularly, I, I didn't find that funny, you know, um, I, I tend to find the things you say in conversation to be very funny, but, um, so I can get how maybe some people don't find it funny or could have even been, um, even bothered by it, but, um, in terms of, like, what he wants, I guess what you're saying, the anti, the push to make anti-racism a focus, I gotta be honest, I, I'm completely sympathetic toward it, and I don't view it as a threat to individualism and what really brought me around to this idea was when I first started taking girlfriend now wife to libertarian um, meetups um, the first time like whether you want to call it feminism or whatever for me it helped provide like a tool of analysis to see is individualism being applied you know 
uh, equally to, to all individuals. So when I was in college, um, I was present for a year, I think, at most, of the College Park Students for Liberty. And it was a pretty small group of nerdy guys. And I'm happy to you lump myself in. don't my, say. Yeah. And I'm happy to lump <laughs> myself in. That. I, I brought, after many, many, many meetings of, like, no women, I brought the first girl, my girlfriend, and she brought a friend. Like, you would think this would be, like, a big thing. And, um, and while my wife considered herself an individualist at the time, she also considered herself a liberal. She voted for Obama, you know, anyway. Um, and so I, I brought her, I invited her, I was like, hey, let's talk to the people, talk about ideas, because she liked ideas, we liked philosophy, all that stuff. And when I saw the behavior of some of the um, men, how when they talked, when they spoke to her versus how they spoke to me, even when I disagreed, because I was an anarchist and most of them were not. So I saw that, I noticed the difference of when they spoke to me versus spoke to her, and I just picked up, like, okay. Um, they were a little more condescending in general, mm. not everyone, but in general, um, you know, less patient, um, mocking. And at the end of it, like a girlfriend was and her friend, they were kind of turned off by the experience. But yeah. anyway, but the more we talked, she actually liked the ideas and, you know, she's now an anarchist and all that stuff and, um, wonderful. And then I'd say months, maybe after this experience, I brought her to an event. It was a Molyneux. Uh, debating Badnerick, uh, minarchism versus anarchism, and Larkin Rose was there too. It was, you know, anyway, it was great, exciting, and we we're meeting people. And one of the people we met, you know, he he asked my wife. He said, you know, how does it feel to be responsible for all the violence in the world? It's like, what? What, you, what do you mean? It's weird. Yeah, right. And so this guy explained himself. Oh, yeah, because it's women who are the ones who are uh, responsible for most of the child abuse at home. So, and he, yeah, he basically put this what, on. What an offensive thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Well, awful. yes, I completely but, agree. You know, but my point is, like these, in both of these events, this was um, a gathering of people who professed individualism, but had blind spots, uh, if I could put it um, charitably. Well, that's generalizing right there. All women are responsible for the violence, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, exactly. So. Um, anyway, and just, so I, I don't have a problem with analyzing, like, either how women are treated or how minorities are treated. I don't think that's inherently a threat. I think it's quite compatible. I think we can never lose sight of the ultimate goal, kind of like what Michael Heiss was talking about last week in politics, where he was referencing an argument with Rothbard, take what you can get, but always hold sight of, you know, the ideal, so anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like bringing, you know, the anti-racist stuff to light. I think it's important um, given how many libertarians went alt-right. Um, I think it showed that, yes, there are still blinders on. Um, it doesn't mean that libertarianism is inherently racist. I think it's completely the opposite. No, the, ideas, yeah. the ideas are inherently not racist. I agree. So that's the thing. It's like, to me, I, I feel like it's insulting when somebody wants me to proclaim that I am not a racist. Well, that's the same thing that Sarwark did to Tom Woods. He wanted Tom Woods to proclaim that he wasn't racist. And Tom Woods is like, I'm not espousing racism, so why should I have to do that? Yeah, same thing. Um, you know, I'm I'm not saying she like uh, you know. There's plenty of uh, POCs in the group punk rock libertarians. Sure. Now, you know, not as many as there are, um, <laughs> you know, people who are like you know, I guess white people. Sure. Know? But I mean, there, there are plenty of them. You know, I know um, plenty of uh, trans people that are in there too. Sure. Um, there's you know just there's really all sorts of people in there. There's all sorts of people that I'm down with. Um, at the same time, you know. You know, like I, I, I'm into like all sorts of humor. Sure. Um, and you know, it's, it's like I was, I was talking about the photo that I saw posted earlier that I, I blocked. It's like the, that's the kind of shit where Kyle was talking about. You should see the the shit that we actually do block. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, I don't know what you guys feel about that picture, but but for me, it was like I, I mean, I, I feel like a bitch. I feel like yeah. a bitch saying it, and I realize that's sexist to say, but no, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like you know, I'm just making a joke. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, 
like but I, I was a little triggered by that 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 picture that, you know? that and one it's was like, over the line i don't want to um i don't want to come off to like people as uh as racist at, at all like our, our group it's definitely not my uh not my idea at, at all you know it's just i find it odd that like you'll see comedians have the same type of humor and because they're part of a clique and a crew that that no one ever questions them but yet people who have the same type of humor and find it funny they're the ones who are looked upon as that well they're the racist they're the you know they're the ones mm-hmm. who are the problem cuz like I, I i think Kyle you probably would know this a lot you know i see a lot of girls in the group talk about how their inboxes are always filled by libertarian guys like sending them dick pics and just being creepy and you even post that one Kyle, I believe is that, that one what picture you do, Kyle? in the the debate no. group you post that one picture Invitations of a screenshot of this dude just trying to hit on this girl I, that was in another group oh it was another post, okay yeah, i'm sorry i, I try I, to keep it a uh, somewhat um, topical in the Okay, I wasn't sure. Group. But yeah, I know what you're, exactly what you're talking. It was very, very cringeworthy. Oh, he, he, it was, it was yeah, one yeah, of those disgusting. ones where he's yeah. like, you're a goddess, you're an angel, and all this stuff. And she's not replying at all. And it's like pages and pages of one-sided conversation of him just... He's like, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, and then he says something else. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really It was weird. Really so ridiculous. there are elements to that. But I feel like in, in life, like with any type of group, there's always going to be that type of fringe element of racism, sexism of yeah. people demeaning what certain people say over what other people say. I feel like that's very prevalent. In, I mean, you look at the Democrats. You look at, like, they're in their system, in their parties, they have the same thing going on. Yeah. Republicans as well. And I feel like libertarians, we're just, we're all humans. We're all a group of humans, so there's going to be bad people and good people. You know, the comedians have been complaining about this kind of stuff. They're saying we are getting thought police. We are getting, uh, we have to walk on eggshells now because yeah, people it, are so, so sensitive. And, 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 see, that's the exact thing that I don't want to happen in the right. Punk Rock Libertarians group. Sure. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to ever, like, police thought. And, that, and well, it, it, it ends up being a very fine line. It's hard to it's hard to find that balance where okay, we feel relaxed enough to joke around and make a couple jokes, and and we don't push it too far. And, and the other, you know, the people, the anti-racist, I'll say anti-racist left or just anti-racist in general. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're using this as an excuse just to attack. I mean, it's like. You might not even say anything racist, but you're not doing enough to combat racism. So that's an excuse to attack you. And so they've, they've become a very aggressive movement of people who are just always looking to pick fights over stuff. And you're like, just relax, man. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, this you conversation know? wasn't happening until you were just coming in here and just, uh, you know, almost creating it out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be nuts in whatever subculture you're in, whether it's libertarians or... Um, or ve- ju- juggalos, <laughs> or juggalos, or, or even ve- punks, or, or punk vegans, culture. or whatever, or feminists, or whatever. And yeah, like you can't. It's a mistake to take those um, crazy voices and identify it with um, you know the rest. And I think this was also one thing that I thought was missing from Mike Shipley's campaign, for lack of a better word. <laughs> like, okay. Some of the stuff he didn't like, offensive. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. But like, I think what he was trying to um, bridge that to was that because of this, this is now a safe haven for Nazis, right? And no. <laughs> you know that I, I, you know, he 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 showed a few examples of there are a few like Trump people or people saying nasty things, but like again, I see that almost. Everywhere to some extent, I think it's unavoidable, um, and I, you know, I also saw the one or two instances where you said, "Well, look, I did ban this, I did stop this," but like there's I, you, during this going on, you, you mentioned the one or two examples of stuff that you did do. So um, anyway, I, I just didn't see that connection. So I thought this whole energy was just like I, I didn't get it. I, did, I didn't get it, so I, I thought it was... Well, you know, yeah. the funny thing, Shipley's been on Punk Rock Libertarians. Like, I was on his yeah. uh, radio show something like, I think it was like five, six years ago, something like that. Yeah. 
and I was on his radio show, Outright Libertarians. I knew yeah. I was going on like right. a gay libertarian radio show. Yeah. I was like, cool, yeah, let's hang out. You yeah, know, yeah. I just got blazed and talked, you know? And everything was cool then. And meanwhile, he's been in the group for a really long time since then. And he saw all my posts and just not said anything. And now, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, uh, you know, out of nowhere, it was just like, it was, it was like a big, uh, it was like a big parade. Yeah, he targeted you. I don't know. Just kind of out of, out of the blue. A lot of people yeah. said that that's what he does. Really? Yeah. Um, Lonnie from Think Liberty. Yeah. He was talking about that, too. I mean, his first comment was like, oh, I see you guys met Chipley. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And several other people have commented on it saying the same thing. Like, he just targets from one group to another to another, and he just keeps on jumping around. And this is what he's going to keep doing. I mean, that's what the that's what an SJW does, right? I mean, they're they're on a mission and they're out there fighting so, what they perceive to be the good fight. I guess. I guess combating racism and implied racism straws. and straws <laughs> and everything else. I don't know. So, so I mean, just to get a show of hands in the group. So, from what I from what I gather here, okay. So Philip thinks it's it's a it's it's a Phil Dassing's opinion that we should keep uh, Shipley. Shipley's entertaining, right? Yeah, I, I like seeing his. He almost sounds like a bot at this point. It's just I, so I th- manufactured. I think he's entertaining too, and then Kyle doesn't want to. Kyle doesn't want to put anybody for the helicopter ride. So, what do you think, dude? Should <laughs> Not we, should a helicopter Alex. ride. You have to be careful, Alex. Like, <laughs> um, uh, this is going to be a very weak, weak opinion. Um, uh, I'd say only because I think his sympathies, um, or because I, I guess I sympathize with. The, the the drives or where, or where he's coming from um i, I don't know i i'd say you know th- that that part is worth talking about and as long as he's not <laughs> i don't i don't know um no, I, mean, I, I mean i don't know he, I, i've never directly interacted with him one-on-one mm-hmm. we've done I, i've commented we've been facebook friends for at least a year or so and i know i've commented once or twice and um but it's always been polite i've never had an actual discussion with them so i don't know what it's like to have a discussion with them yeah um, i mean like i said i've never had this shit since like i guess it was yeah. like two three weeks ago you know yeah. have ago, you ever heard know. the expression you give someone rope and they hang themselves or wait until they hang themselves yeah i mean so I, yeah. I to me it's at the point where it's like I, it's not i would let them keep going until it gets to the point where you really w- can't take it anymore yeah. and then your decision I, will be easy because you'll be like look i, I, I would too I'm, you know the reason why i throw out the votes well it's like you know i think like you know maybe i'm like sick in the head or something but you know like i find this stuff uh funny because I, I, I think he's just being utterly ridiculous and you know he's just just really stretching things like uh with with all of his accusations sure and uh you know for some reason i, I just find that entertaining you know because it's just so utterly ridiculous to me but you know at the, at the same time i'm hearing a bunch of people say like oh get rid of this guy or i'm gonna yeah. leave blah 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 and then when people say that i want to be like oh fine fucking leave you know because i'm not i don't or, wanna... or block him that's what i yeah, tell I mean, people any, anytime I you're mean... gonna give me an ultimatum i don't like that it's I, like I, fuck you, bitch. This is my group. <laughs> I, I have a guy very similar it's, to it's, him. Uh, and then it, it's like I'm not I'm not taking this like like just by the vote, but at the same time, once it starts not being pleasurable for like most of the people yeah. that are watching this, it's like you know then maybe we should have a talk about or I should think about you know like just banning this dude. Yeah, and, and for yourself. I mean, once his act runs thin for you and gets old for you, it's like, okay, dude, yeah, you made but, your mean, point. You've been making your point for six months. I've heard everything you have to say, and I'm just ready to move on and be done with you. Like, I mean, so, I, I have a high tolerance, though. So I, I mean, do, like, too. Like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I can tell. I can tell. I yeah. mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I could put up with it for a while. But at the same time, I don't want to have have this, uh, like, you know, ruin the page or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, I don't want to have a bunch of people leave. The annoying thing is the framing of the conversation, right? You know, I got this guy that posts anti-racist posts and libertarian is racist and all this stuff. He posts 10 times a day in my group. And it's like he's framing the conversation about racism constantly. And, and nobody was even talking about racism before, before he started, like, bringing it up. Is this on Kyle Wagner's uh, no, World, Worldwide my... Minarchy? No. Is that, was that a group? No. That's not it, a group? It, it is, but it's not my group. It's not my group. <laughs> no, this is in my, my debate group. But, yeah, I mean, we're supposed to be talking about anarcho-capitalism versus minarchism. That's the topic of the group. It's not, you know, 10 different ways libertarianism is racist, you know. 
Is that Ali? You're talking yeah, about? it's Ali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, he, all the time, like every post, and and it's just like, dude, you are you keep bringing up racism. Nobody's talking about racism but you, and you're just making it the topic every day. It's really annoying. Yeah. So anyway, I tell people to block him. Some people love him actually. I know. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a character. I mean, he is a character. He's annoying, but. I find it, I find it completely annoying uh, what Shipley's doing. <laughs> what uh, guys like Ali? It's it's annoying because yeah. I told him uh, I posted a. He went on his la- latest thing like an hour or two ago before we started. It's just the same old thing, just regurgitated, manufactured with a MTV anti-racist video attached to it. Oh, I it's, saw that. Yeah. So when he says stuff like that, I just I made a, a post of a gif and it just says blow me, and I'm sure to hit like. To everyone else, that's a crude response. Might even get a few laughs, but to him, that's homophobia. That's just that's it. He's proving my point. He's a homophobic and this and that, and it is what it is, man. Like you keep posting this stuff, so you, you're going to bring out that reaction from a lot of people, including me. Hey, uh, so Ethan's commenting. Ethan, oh, why yeah. don't you, Ethan, get your ass over here, dude? <laughs> even come come over now. We'll just just come to the basement door. I'll let you in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Text me. Okay. Cool. You want to talk about? Um, I want to skip the next one. Just go to David Hogg. Yeah, tell me the story. I'm really fascinated by this. I mean, so what? I don't. I don't know if people know these people, but uh, you have Liberty Hangout, and uh, it's run by Justin Muldo, and uh, his girlfriend is Caitlin, and she made Fox News a few months ago for carrying an AR on her back around um, her camp, her college campus. So she's gotten some pro, some high profile as. Um, sort of a almost a counter to David Hogg. David, she's from Liberty Hangout. She's yeah. She's from Liberty Hangout. Yeah, but uh, so she's she's become she gotten a lot of coverage as sort of a student pro gun student as opposed to Hogg who's anti gun or for gun control. So it's it's just interesting that they have that kind of dichotomy. But she went up to talk to him at um, some rally he was having or whatever. And uh, the as the story was, it, he ran away from her. He saw her walking up with a come and take it shirt, and he ran away. So I don't know exactly what happened, but, um, you know, I commented on their thread about the situation and I was like, you know, people have to under- remember, and I'm going to take heat for, for this, but people have to remember that Hogg is a, he's a kid and he saw his, um, classroom shot up. He's lost 17 of his classmates. And so his mindset is, uh, how can we stop this from happening again? And the solution of him and, and the people who have given him his ideas is, well, we should have a national ban on guns, you know, national gun control. And, um, you know, I, I personally don't think that's a good solution. Then we got into some argument w- w- about whether is that really his agenda? Is, does he mean well or is he really just trying to get money and fame for himself? And, and I don't think we can know his true motivation, you know, but if we give him the benefit of the doubt, it's we say, easy to see the motivation uh, let's just say not motivation, but the whole this whole thing has been completely paid for and manufactured. Uh, it the is the whole thing. I mean, but, he, where, how does right. he have money to travel around, do all these places, right. be all the, be at all these events? Right. The anti-gun movement is much bigger than David Hogg. Exactly. Like, there's a movement behind him, and I try to sometimes take things out of the individual context and say, you know, even like with Shipley, right? Shipley's one guy, but he is part of this larger movement where the left is on the warpath against racism. And he's gotten swept up in that, and he, he believes those ideas, and now he's sort of a crusader in that in that crusade. And the same thing with David Hogg. Like, he is a crusader for gun control. Uh, Caitlin is a crusader for, you know, um, Trump. Second Amendment. <laughs> we'll say Second Amendment rights. So you have these different people that they have these ideas, and they, they're a champion of that, that bigger idea. So it's kind of interesting. Anyway, I I think I think there are better solutions than a ban on gun control. I don't think it's fair or a ban on guns. I don't think it's fair to punish everybody for the actions of one one shooter or even a couple shooters. And I just don't I don't think that's going to solve the problem either. I think you're still going to have shootings because it's like with drugs. Well, drugs are banned, but they're still everywhere. So I think you would see the same thing with guns as well. I just not only is it unfair to punish everybody, but it wouldn't solve the problem. So I think we have to look at other solutions. No, and plus, like, you know, first and foremost, you know, I think uh, people have a right to uh, defend themselves, defend their bodies, defend their property, defend their family. Right, and that's why people are so sensitive about it, because they're like, hey, look, you know, this is my last... Defend themselves from police officers. Well, 
Let's not let's not get into all that. But they're like, this is my last line of defense. If someone breaks into my house with a weapon, I don't want to be sitting there with a butter knife waving it at them. You know, like they want, they feel uh, very vulnerable if they if they were to surrender their their arms. And and so that's where you get these two huge movements pushing against each other. You've got the one movement that's concerned about uh, stopping these shootings and public safety. And I mean, and you not, not that the gun the gun people aren't well, concerned well, about are the that. But that. Those are the people that want to hand all the guns over to literally hitler right well yeah that's the other thing with trump trump's in the uh, white house and they're going hey you want only the government to have guns and that that means trump and his administration so what do you think about that but for some reason that doesn't stop them they're still they still feel like uh guns should be banned so i don't know just yeah. it's an ongoing it's been a battle since i've gotten into libertarianism second amendment rights it's versus been, it's been a battle even before that probably yeah. i mean as a, coming from a conservative background that's one of the main things yeah that i i see like almost daily when combating other people with different beliefs is like they want to take away guns guns are the evil they're the reason it's like straws it's like for the pollution it's well straws are the reason so we need to take away straws it's almost that type of mindset where it's it's not you're not looking at the situation as a whole you're just taking a part out of it when you're not you're not including other types of violence terrorism you just want to say it's ar-15 they're the bad ones yeah even though when most violence happens from handguns it, you know. it, it is an interesting comparison <laughs> it, yeah. to straws because it's like okay we're gonna have a blanket ban on this thing right and that's just it it's like well i think they go after ar-15s because you know, I guess they're more like low-hanging fruit because it's like they hold more rounds and they look more evil. They, they don't know, just evil, want to do quote, that. They really want. They really want to ban all guns. All guns. Oh no, yeah, that's of course. And they're going about it instrumentally, yeah. just in, the tip, in, right? I caught that, dude. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going at it incrementally. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. I mean, that's well, what they've had a lot of success with that. It's like okay, we'll limit absolutely. the number of rounds you can have and the types of guns you can have and. And they, they do, they choke you slowly or, or boil the, fro- the frog slowly is the analogy. Yeah. Uh, you know. Just weird. I wanna th- I, I've been thinking about this for a while now. Is like, you remember how you hear, see stories, see pictures of kids in high school back in the 50s and 60s with like rifles training and, and all that stuff. When did that stop being a thing? And how did that stop being a thing? Was that a political issue? Was that just a funding issue? I'm sure well, it was a political public schools because I haven't you know, heard anything been about reshaped it. over time. So that's I find that fascinating. Just a little quick side note. Yeah. Anyway, next. Um, yeah. Did you see the Stormy Daniels uh, versus Yemen? I I knew nothing. I believe this, this was an anti media post that of the headline read that. I didn't. I didn't go in any further. I just saw. It. Oh I was like, yeah, wait, that sounds wait. Right. I did read about this. Yeah, there's anti media post. Was, Stormy Daniels was covered like 500 times. Yeah. And Yemen was speaked about spoken about zero, 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 yeah. zero yeah. times. Um, wow, yep. distractions. Well, it's distractions. My point on the post was, well, which one do you think is getting more clicks, right? Because they had in, well, the, yeah, I mean, in the picture they no, had a big no doubt, booby that is picture a lot of, it. of Stormy, and then it's, take it from a dude who ran a website for a long time. It's you like clicks. You mm-hmm. know, and you know, you know, and I can tell you as from as a dude who ran a le- website for a long time. Now, th- there's shit that I would post every day that I knew was not going to get very many clicks, but I would do it just for the love of liberty, just because like this needs to be seen. You know, just because it was it was good shit. You know, and then there was other stuff that was like it was it was still it was still for liberty. It was probably not as cool as the stuff that I love so much it doesn't get any clicks. But it was like, yeah, you know that's going to do well because it's like so fucking outrageous. And there was some stuff that was just for the love of shrimping. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got to call this episode shrimping. Uh, no, or should we call it shitly shrimping? Or sh- oh, or no. shrimping shitly? I, 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 <laughs> shri- I personally shrimping would, shitly. <laughs> I'm gonna advise against that, but you yeah. do you, man. You I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I think it's pretty hilarious. Dude. I don't do the name the name thing where you twist somebody's name into a, something like that. Oh, of know. course you wouldn't. No. Hey, you know that guy on Facebook, Wild Cagner? That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's entertaining. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, Stormy Daniels. Uh, <laughs> of course, that's going to get more clicks. I mean, she's got huge boobs. Like, 
That's just what people are fascinated Dude, by. That even, whole story. I don't story. even know what Stormy Daniels looks like. What? She's she's Me a neither. former playmate. She's a, a blonde playmate with big fake boobs, and she apparently had sex with Trump and got paid. Now it's up to two hundred and sixty thousand. I'm hearing. I'm hearing it was two. He paid her off the hundred and thirty, and then he paid her off another hundred and thirty. Kyle, and I saw a question. thousand, hundred thirty thousand. Kyle, Kyle yeah. have you ever, have you ever masturbated watching Stormy Daniels? No. Answer honestly. No. Are and you sure? The, yeah. Yeah. But now you ruined my joke. No, it's, it's like you knew who she was. You though. interrupted the punchline, and I didn't get to tell my. joke. I don't know. I just get the feeling you're looking her up on Pornhub. No, I saw you're, you're one. Looking at, you're looking her up on the red tube. Finish the joke, Kyle. <laughs> It's it's ruined now. He interrupted <laughs> you ruined me. It. He interrupted me. Anyway, I'll try to salvage it. Anyway, so so Trump it, Trump has apparently paid this woman now two hundred and sixty thousand to be quiet about the uh, sexual liaisons that they had in the past. And somebody said like, "Boy, he's not much of a deal maker, huh?" Yeah, like, I did you know, see right? that one. I thought that was funny. some deal maker. Like <laughs> exactly. But the I mean, what honestly, like you were saying before, what would get more clicks? Kids diarying themselves to death, or a big titty porn star, like what? <laughs> diarying? I. That's what the big. It's the biggest cholera outbreak in the in the world right now in Yemen. Oh, I thought it I was mean, about the, the war in Yemen. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's because of the the Saudi, you know, the U.S. backed Saudi um, blockade. They're not getting all the medicine for the children. This guy's read articles. You see this? Look well, I mean, this is huge. I mean, this is a huge. Like, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you yeah. you actually found the one article, I'm, dude. Some of us go to places on the internet other than Kylosphere. <laughs> yeah, dude. I do other things than jerk off to Stormy Daniels. All right. Ooh, all right, I'm, I'm impressed. You know, <laughs> my, my hat's off to you. You know, a lot, a lot more details about Yemen than I do. I mean, it, it's a huge crisis, and and it's backed by our tax dollars. Huge. Uh, we're funding. We're you know we're funding the blockade by uh, we're providing. I think we're providing. Uh, well, definitely aircraft and weapons and intelligence about where to the bombs for Saudi people. Uh, Saudi Ravens the bomb. It's just it's just another thing we're meddling in. It's just creating like you know, Ron Paul is about blowback. This is just gonna be this is gonna be turned into more blowback because the United States is backing this. What are the parties involved or like Um the Saudi Arabian government didn't like the uh I forget their name, uh the people who overthrew the Yemenis government who was friendly to Saudi Arabia. They overthrew that government. So now Saudi Arabia is at war with them, I think since two thousand fifteen. Hmm. And this is spanned now, you know, through Obama, now Trump and we keep on providing and assisting that. in this. I knew we were providing weapons, so the bombs drop, and then if you pick up a shell casing, it says made in USA, and they think that the U.S. is bombing them because they Wouldn't don't know. You? You know Wouldn't yeah. you think if, if your child is dying because he's throwing up and diarying the death, that United States, you're seeing bombs and stuff dropping, and it's... U.S. backed. Wouldn't you be mad at the United States? Not so yeah, much of as course. Then Saudi go, Arabia because you know. we're enabling them. We're providing. Sure. We're providing for them. Uh, you know, if, if we weren't so busy defending, and met. I'm sorry, not defending, meddling in the Middle East. You know, we're trying to protect Saudi Arabia as always. So anything they want to do. Anything Israel wants to do, we defend that as well. Yeah. Dude, that, that was anti-Semitic, dude. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's not. It's really not. Um, it's just I'm so like I'm very plugged in on war stuff. I've always been so anti-war. No, yeah. So yeah. whenever I pick up on this and I realize that somehow my money's being stolen from my paycheck to somehow now kill brown people overseas, like that's real racism. In effect, if you ask me, I feel like a dick, sure. man. I knew how much Trump paid Stormy Daniels, but you were the, you had all the details on Yemen. You know, I'm part of the problem. I don't here. have all the detail. I just know I just know just enough to make me outraged, <laughs> to trigger me, I guess. That's what triggers me, not Matt's. So, humor. Any, anyways, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, tell me, who are your favorite porn stars? <laughs> Kyle, oh. what's the net? Let's move on to the next Kyle, topic. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, name the lucky fellows. Wow, <laughs> how did I know you were gonna say that? <laughs> no, dude, no, Kyle. No, seriously though, you you won't name one favorite porn star. Hugh Johnson. <laughs> what, was, what was that girl that went to Duke? That was a big libertarian. Oh yeah, oh. I mean she was. I, I don't. Her? I don't know her name. I don't know her name. Ah, uh, forget. I forget. Yeah, because I know you're not talking about uh, the other girl. Um, oh God, what's her name? She's the one who. She's a big. Uh, she's a porn star. She paid. Uh, she, I forget where she's from. She's from the Middle East. Uh, one country from the Middle East. What's her name? 
Oh, I don't know, man. Nah. She's she's You're going to have to do some the reason internet I, research. The reason I knew about her is because she's a big like Washington sports fan, so am I. So like that's how she keeps getting like interjected sure, and stuff. Sure, she, dude. she yeah. actually turned in her gun. God, I wish I could remember <laughs> her name. She posted a picture online of her turning her gun in to a a police officer because she didn't want to contribute towards gun violence in the United States. That, that really helped. Oh God, I wish I. It's really uh, yeah. gonna help. So she's totally SJW as well. Yeah, so I, I just God, I can't great, believe great I forgot story, her name. Phil. Ah, where you go, <laughs> Mia, Mia, Mia Khalifa, Mia, Mia Khalifa. All right, there you came there up with you it. Go. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right, we got a couple minutes left. You ready for the last topic? My bad. Uh, I want to talk about freedom of the press um, in the U.S. versus Venezuela. Um, Trump, I guess, has uh, taken away people's press passes, and there's a lot of calls of Trump censorship of the press. And uh, I called a story about Venezuela. Um, I don't know if it's the whole country or just the one city, but anyway, they're down. They said it's down to their last anti-regime paper, and they um, reported a story about the vice president being accused of. Um, running drugs the u.s i guess charged him of um being complicit or involved in a drug trade and anyway they That's sued funny. they sued the paper in court and they he was awarded you know millions of dollars and they have to adjust it for inflation because apparently like it's been like two years and now the huge award is only worth 300 bucks so he's like <laughs> they had to go back to court to get it adjusted for inflation so in, anyway they're 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 using their political power to attack this paper because they're not friendly to the regime and I think there's a big difference between that and the kind of stuff Trump is doing where, you know, maybe he takes away your press pass to his things. But that, that's not restricting you from reporting on Trump out to the public and saying that he's doing bad things. You're just not welcome in the, in the uh, press conferences. So I, I just don't see that as the same kind of censorship as what's going on in Venezuela at all. Are there people that are saying it's the same type of censorship? I, I just think it shows you the contrast between what we're, what our, the left wing here is complaining about as censorship of the press versus actual censorship of the press where the Venezuelan regime is using the state to crush this last remaining voice of opposition. Sure. You know? Yeah, and uh, it's something I think it's important to remind ourselves whether you want to call it lucky or privileged. Yeah, we're in a better state than the vast majority of the world but um yeah i'd say privilege yeah i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that but uh i mean if you look at what what i think is a better comparison is what is trump doing versus what's been done in recent history or what's what is trump doing that potentially departs from standard and if he's removing press passes whereas before it's kind of been a um a norm (laughs) that you know you you keep it open then yeah i mean it's probably worth worth noting at the very least you can complain about it but in my opinion that's not censorship like i don't think that's sent like do you think that's censorship if he says okay you can't come to the white house press conferences you know i mean those are closed events i think they only have a limited number of passes anyway you're probably the general public's probably not allowed to go in there is alex jones allowed to be there i i did hear there was some (laughs) alex jones news like youtube took down some alex jones I didn't see something. that. Did yeah, that? I think I saw that too, and they they might lose their Facebook page. I think I read that. Yeah, really. So, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I don't think the censoring of anybody is cool. Yeah. Like even Nazis. Well, I it, mean, <laughs> it's interesting Whoa. how you. No, see I mean, I don't think the censoring of anybody is cool. You know, right. I, I, I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of Nazis. You know, like you but, said before, like, hang like, yourself. Like I feel like know? I feel like once you start once you start censoring things, it's it's a slippery slope. Once you start getting into like. You know, you're allowed to say certain things, but not other things. We're seeing a lot of private censorship, which is interesting. You know, we're seeing the Google, YouTube, Facebook Facebook, conglomerate sort of... These different uh, platforms have really cracked down on their audience. And I I have lots of friends that are on 30-day bans in Facebook, and none of them are alt-right. I don't know what the heck they said, but... You know, Facebook has gotten very, very strict. YouTube yeah, is kicking I mean, people off like, left and right. You know, right. all these, all these like huge, all these huge corporations like uh, Facebook and Google. You know, they're once you get that huge, um, you're like, you're. It seems like you're always in cahoots with the federal government. You'd be scared not to be. I mean, I think I think we have to stand up for their right to censor their platform. I mean, sure. it's their provide. They own the servers. Yeah, they're yeah. providing yes, this yes, free service. Yes, so. yes, of but course. You, and, but, and hasn't there been a few times where uh, Google came out righteously 
You know, wasn't there a few areas where they? I know Apple's objected to to you know status to, to the state's demands multiple times. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but this kind of goes I, back. I, I, th- I think we should praise it, but uh, you know, Facebook it just seems to be a really a, an establishment run tool. Right? Correct. I no, it's a private I, company. It's, I, it's I not it, a government owned company. Yeah, but I mean, it's like CNN, also a private organization. And yeah, like, but I'm I'm just saying like but it it's still it's ran by the, may, it's ran by people who uh they may you be know, favorable are, to the establishment it, it, or of a democratic yeah. mindset, you know. Um but they're not part of the state. They're not part of the government. They're not getting as long as they're not getting tax dollars and they're not Well, this like, goes back to the net neutrality debate where I know I have a lot oh, I say I have I'm related to someone who is libertarian minded but really is in favor of net neutrality because he believes that the internet was m- essentially paid for and created by the government, and so therefore it should be regulated as a government utility. So therefore, no, everyone's free speech, you know, won't did, be did, censored. Did the government never created anything? I completely, I completely disagree with that that statement. The, the government never created anything. I agree with you. I agree with you, Matt, no, but I don't agree okay. with like what my family member said about it. But there, there is that sentiment out there, like people who say, well, if the NFL is getting, like the owners are making the city pay for their stadium, is it a public, you, you know, is it public, not is it private, it. is it quasi, you know, so, yeah. so therefore it's, it's one of those, that's that, that same type of argument. And it's hard to distinguish, well, if you, if government run, founded and kind of would regulate the internet where therefore they should protect our free speech and that so facebook shouldn't be allowed to ban block or do anything else like that i disagree with that but that's i feel a, like there's that there's a sentiment going around like that that's a misuse of free speech i mean free speech is supposed to per, is supposed to restrain the government from stopping you from right. from uh speaking about your political from being critical of it politically i mean that's really the ultimate thing is political criticism that they're trying to protect but this is a private platform where they have it's a social media site and they have a terms of service they have a you know what do they call it? community agreement or whatever and you're yeah, not you sign to, a, yeah you agree to this yeah you know that thing that you just don't read at <laughs> all read, it's just, 50 yes, pages accept. long and you just accepted when you came on you know yeah. like uh user agreement you know you like they have it's in my mind every right to censor that and you have every right to go find another social media another platform. platform yeah right Go to me that, that to me is not it. a first amendment issue because that's a private company censoring their own servers. It sucks. You don't have to like it, but that's just the way it is. You don't want to go to like like a giant store and start screaming out profanities and they ask you to leave and you say, well, it's my free speech. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not I the mean, government forcing you out. I mean, it yeah, would I mean, be if they call the cops. Yeah, but it's a property rights but, i guess at that point i agree I but mean, <laughs> th- but then then saying but then going saying well since the government forces them to pay property taxes and so technically they own the land therefore no, government getting... shouldn't restrict that's how like i was saying before about the net neutrality type of argument people are throwing out there it, it's the same type of thing so it I, to me i don't agree with that at all i believe that facebook any of these type of social media sites have the right to go ahead and block whatever they goes against their quote-unquote community standards well you know what it would seem to me that with with facebook fucking up so bad with youtube fucking up so bad Mm -hmm. you know with google fucking up so bad there's just all these uh you know capitalist opportunities for you know the developers of websites to uh just shine over these people and it shouldn't be that hard so you know I, i would think like the more these sites keep fucking up the you know the more competition they're going to have absolutely it opens the door to their competitors. You know, I don't, nobody's really come up and challenged Facebook unless you, like, Instagram is, I guess, owned by Facebook, and that's more of a... Oh, it is? It's wow. not, it's, for me, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into the politics. The very reason many people leave Facebook is because they're sick of the politics. I'm there for the politics. So, like, it's what you're looking for. Wow, so people are leaving Facebook because they're sick of the politics? Yeah, they just want to look at music. Yeah, there's and, uh, been trends lately that, like, millennials in particular are choosing Instagram over Facebook as their kind of default social media yeah, they outlet. Like, yeah, They like music, Instagram models, you know, yeah. sports. People don't want to hear about Trump all the time. 
And, and it's just the demographics of Facebook are much older now. I'm, I still like it. I still have a good time there, but I do think they've gotten too strict. Oh yeah, yeah, hands down. I mean, like, I mean, I told him I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Obviously, you know, I think Facebook's gotten too strict. I'm a person who's been in Facebook jail a few times. Yeah, and they've changed their algorithms to where like a lot of libertarian pages in particular, but I think every page is having trouble getting views. Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, every every page. But uh, you know, I don't know if you if you heard, but uh, the anti media and the free thought project. Uh, yeah, I've heard they're not doing very well. You know, two like uh, websites that I treasure, they're like, uh, uh, from what I've heard, they can't afford to pay authors anymore, hmm. or they, they've had to at least like let like a lot of people go. Hmm. So yeah, that really sucks. It's, are you okay, dude? No, nah, Lynn just commented. She said Mises has an Instagram. <laughs> 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 This just made me laugh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we actually have an Instagram. It, it was made. It was made by Josh uh, Stavlofikas. Nice. And uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think Alexis is gonna like probably uh, commandeer it soon. So yeah. we'll look out for it. I mean, I can there. put some pics. Man. I, I just yeah. have Facebook pages. I couldn't. I can barely keep up with those. Let alone. No, I, I, can, to I, run I can only imagine Instagram Kyle. and Twitter pages. Yeah, dude. You have a, you have like a Facebook empire, dude. It's, none of it is created by my, by me. I, only, I have a couple pages, that's it. And then I have a lot of pages that people... There's A lot of ANCAPs made pages about me. Yeah, so um, I'd like to remind people we have a Patreon now. So if you Google Punk Rock Libertarians Patreon, you can check us out there. And we record an after-hours program uh, every week after the podcast. So uh, if you want to chip in a minimum of like a dollar a month, you can gain access to that and you can help us keep on the lights here in Anarchy Basement. We also have t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com and if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a 10% discount. Um, we also accept articles over at thedailyliberator.com. So if, if you have something to say, we provided a podium for which you to say it. And until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags and the tax bombs in red. Poisons by a few at the expense of the many. Soldiers and cards in a death machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in death point in a fine land. To support the truth, then bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power. I hate the state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power.